Hello and welcome to another episode of Younger by the Minute. I am your host, Jamie Spicer, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Jennifer Spicer. Thank you for tuning in today. And today we're going to be talking about a new area of the company. We've been doing it for a little while, but we are getting ready to launch it. And you want to tell us a little bit about that, Jennifer? Yes, Jamie. No James. problem. <laughs> for... um, so yeah, you know, as you know, our company is titled Precision and we actually didn't know that there would be a new emerging science in healthcare called precision medicine. And so that's what it is. And honestly, it just kind of worked. So we have a new part of the practice called precision medicine. And it's really what it means by definition is research-based approach, a research-based approach that is precisely designed based on the patient's individuality by looking at their genetics, their lifestyle, and their environment. And it's something that we've believed in for a long time because everybody's makeup is different and that can actually change, you know, based on your lifestyle and also where you're living in. For example, if you've been exposed to mold and now you've developed a mycotoxin, it's going to change your immune system and how things are expressed in your genes. And actually, I was listening to a book this weekend when we were traveling. It's all on the brain and neuro and all of that. But I think they said only like seven, it might be seven your, you know, the expression of your genes is actually based on your genetics. So what I mean by that is, is really how you choose to live your life every day is more of a factor than what your genetics are and based on how you look, how disease will present and progress in your life and all of that. Right. You know, as some people may know, or other people might not know, you know, we created Precision Fitness and Med Spa back in 2014. Like right. you said, when we had the name Precision, I actually go back a little bit farther than that. I created Precision Fitness when it was just the training and nutrition that I did even before Precision Fitness. And that was back in mm -hmm. 2012. So little did we know that the, the term Precision Medicine would come about, but it, I do feel it's a good fit. And the one thing I will say is, one thing I knew a long time ago, um, you know, there's kind of stages to my training was, you know, I started out as a trainer and I wasn't doing nutrition. And I saw that a big piece of the puzzle that was missing with the nutrition side, because I was training, training people, pushing them all the same, but some people weren't seeing results and some people were. And after I learned nutrition and went back for everything and, and got my education on that, and I started applying that piece of the puzzle to the training. Next thing I know, I had, had a higher percentage of people seeing better results because I was now combining, combining the training mm -hmm. with the nutrition. Then I got a little bit further, and then I realized that even the people in the nutrition program and the training program, still some of the people were seeing better results than other people. And then I started getting into the, like thinking about the blood work side of the hormone side, which you know became a real big struggle for me because trying to talk to some of these doctors about trying to get some of these panels that I thought needed to be pulled to figure out, you know, what was going on more so focused on insulin sensitivity, figuring out who was insulin sensitive and who was insulin resistant was a big complication. Mm -hmm. And then we fast forward into precision and then we started to be able to do blood work. And next thing you know, what do we find? A lot of people are insulin resistant. Um, we found hormonal imbalances going on. And fast forward a little bit further now, you brought up about the mold aspect. That's been another big piece of the puzzle that we've un unlocked, I feel, for figuring out why people will not move in the right direction, no matter how hard they diet or how much they exercise. The, the missing piece is, 
if gut health is, is mm -hmm. off, if hormones are off, if mold is part of the equation, which we'll find out as a big piece, then the people are going to struggle no matter how hard they die and exercise. And there we come forward with precision. And just like the nutrition program and the med spa side, we individualize it to the individual. It's just not a cut and paste program mm -hmm. that it's a one size fit all to everybody that walks through the door. Well, no, and that's the thing that's, you know, one, I really respect the science. And I also really respect that I just graduated with my degree to become a nurse practitioner in 2020. So it's something that I wanted to crawl before I walk before I ran. And I'm still in that stage. And I forever will be a student of learning and education and healthcare because the one thing about medicine, what we do as people, as we try to make everything, you know, a black and white protocol, and it's not every single day, the physiology is changing every single day. Your own physiology is different. The environment's different. And we are truly changing on a cellular DNA level with exposure to EMF, exposure to plastics, exposure to fake things in our food, like chemicals and just all of that is changing us. And so medicine, even though that's forever changing, now we have this whole other element of things that are changing and we're just exposed to a lot of things that we shouldn't be exposed to. And I, I really don't like how in our culture and in our civilization, even though we're so advanced, we actually get tunnel vision and we segment everything. We don't look at the full clinical picture. We don't look at the body as a whole from a spiritual, emotional setting to also a physiological setting to like all of that, all of that needs to be taken into consideration, which is why you were able to have the results that you had and, you know, fine tune people's nutrition. It's also what we believe in when it comes to aesthetics, you know, everything, everything is connected. And when we do our rebranding, which we are, our logo even shows that it's all connected. So I think what's amazing about precision medicine is it, yes, it's preventative health or it's holistic. People want to kind of put this older term onto it or functional. It's none of those things get, it's all of those things. It's precise medicine that can help reverse disease, but also prevent disease because you're looking at what your own body needs. And then that's going to forever evolve too. We're constantly doing diagnostic testing, like just the basic blood panel, but also looking at if you have MTHFR, which is a gen genetic mutation, which most of us do have, then we're taking it a little bit further and doing hormone testing. So the services that we offer for that is, you know, LabCorp Quest, basic lab panels, Dutch testing, which is the dried urine sample testing. We also can do pharmacogenetic testing. We can do genetic testing just to see if you have certain breaks besides MTHFR, like COMP-T break and all that, which just talks about how you metabolize different neurotransmitters. It can help with mental health. It can help with fertility. It can help with a lot of things. And then also the mold testing and the mycotoxin testing. And look at how much we've evolved even in our practice and trying new things. So it, it's something that should be forever evolving. It's something that we shouldn't put a one and done, one size fits all approach onto. And it's something that your doctor should be open to because it is actually, it's it's a new term. Yeah. And kind of going back on a few things that you've covered, um, you know, you talk about controlling your environment. You know, we do a very good job. We do the infrared sauna. We do cold bath therapy. Um, we take our supplements, we build our immune system up, but then what happens when you change the environment? Like when we traveled just down to Florida, mm -hmm. you know, you're exposed to things that you're normally not exposed to. So that's one thing, like you mm -hmm. said, your environment changes. So what you're exposed to changes. So your body's always having to fight against certain things. Um, another piece of the puzzle, you know, that we, I feel that we do a little bit different. Um, actually, I know we do different at the fact is 
nutrition is involved in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, It's involved on the aesthetic side. It's involved on the training side. It's involved on the the medicine side because the reality is, is if gut health is off and you're not getting the nutrients and vitamins that you need, then just like on the aesthetic side, you can do as many peels and facials and laser treatments as you want, but you're not getting to the root cause. And the same thing with the hormones. If hormones are now causing those breakouts and stuff, then you're not getting to the root cause, which I feel that's where we've picked up the ball at and other people have left the ball is the fact that we, we treat it from the the, the inside out. We start with nutrition. And like you said, you know, it's not just holistic. It's just not medicine. It's everything combined together. And we, we piece it together based on what the client needs at that moment in time. And then we constantly change that as the client progresses. Yeah. I mean, well, I want to go into two things here. So, you know, one, the root cause is, is so essential, you know, otherwise we're just putting a bandaid on something. And sometimes you might not really figure out what the root cause is until you start diving deeper. But if the gut microbiome is off, everything is going to be off no matter how many things you try to put over it. You know, we just had that conversation. I had a zoom with Dr. Campbell and we were talking about mold and it started to get my wheels turning to talk to Dr. Rodriguez this Friday when we meet, because I think perhaps if if mold is so prevalent, now we've done, I would say about 10 patients and all of them have had mold, every single one of them. So 100% of them have had mold. And granted, that's a small case case study right there. But do we need to do mold testing before we do hormones? Just like, do they need to be on a nutrition plan, which they do need to be on a nutrition plan. A patient needs to be on a nutrition plan before they do hormones. Otherwise, we're not treating them to the best of our abilities. Correct. You know, and then also you want to talk about forever evolving. Look at all the patients that you had all of a sudden develop histamine responses, which you figured out was a histamine response, um, a.k.a. food allergies or intolerances to basic things like chicken post-COVID. Right. Like you have to be in tune to what's going on and it is going to change. It doesn't mean that it's forever going to stay that way. But we do. We clean up our diet when we travel like things can't be the same every single day, no. every single month, every single year. Yeah, there's some things like Dr. Campbell really pointed out. Again, things that we don't think about. Um, you know, he pointed out that new construction housing, you yeah. know, the fact that, you know, think about this, your your house is being framed up and it has, you know, rains. And let's say you're, you're one step away from getting drywalled. You know, mm-hmm. the wood hasn't even dried all the way through yet. Mm-hmm. If there's not enough time between the, when it rained, and the drywall goes up. So now you just tra- trapped all that mold into the into those two by fours because you drywall that up. It becomes a dark, damp place and it sits in there. Now your brand new home is, is the reason behind your mold. He even gave an example of a prominent two lawyers down in Texas that moved into a brand new townhome. Um, really nice one, expensive. And their neighbor's line was actually leaking, caused them to get infected by mold. You know, well, yeah. it's stuff that you wouldn't think of because you think I'm in a brand new house. Well, and what's also interesting is it was bizarre, right? So they called mold the great masquerader. Right. So it can present as autism. Um, breast implant illness is mold. Um, he was telling me about these, um, gosh, my brain, the Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's patients, a whole bunch of Alzheimer's patients got um, autopsy post-mortem my gosh my brain i think i need a mold test um and nine out of ten of them had mold toxicity right so it's like all of these things that we're just you know trying to figure out and trying to understand i don't understand why this isn't more prevalent and what you know what the problem is but what i was trying to say is 
the husband was fine and the wife wasn't and right. she was having seizures and going to specialist after specialist after specialist into the point where they even implanted a device into her brain like you know to help w with the wiring and it's just crazy i'm speaking all over the place so no um, but to get you back on track you know the fact is is there are a lot of places and they do do pieces of this puzzle good but everybody has a good intent good intent but the reality is is you know i'm gonna go out here and say like these hrt clinics that specialize in hormone replacement mm -hmm. their money is made off of testosterone therapy that we know for a fact because i've seen multiple it's not just one it's multiple different places they don't get a full clinical picture they're not pulling everything you know they're we've talked about this in other podcasts where they pull tsh and t4 they don't even pull a thyroid panel at all when they're testing for hormones that's a, that's a big thing they're missing um, they won't pull DHA or free testosterone when they're, you know, they're all because the only thing they're looking at is to give you testosterone. So um, they don't even talk to you about nutrition um, before they give you this stuff. Um, if you sat at one of these clinics, did they even bring nutrition up? Did they even say, hey, you know, change your lifestyle exercise or was it just, hey, this is going to be your monthly cost on testosterone therapy, you know, because that is completely the wrong approach. And I think as a client that's spending money looking for results, it's a complete disservice to you. And what I have seen with clients that have walked through the door in about six to eight weeks, you're going to be worse off than you were when you walked through the door. I mean, I am just, I'm looking at something because I want to be very clear to certain people, you know, be very, very careful with where you're going to HRT clinics. I just pulled down my, um, the Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs, which testosterone is a controlled substance. You really should be getting your own medication with your own name on it. It's not really ethical for a provider to give you shots that are already pre-filled without your name on it that you don't know where it came from. Um, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day. But I just, you know, we've talked about this before. We've talked about the hormone clinics. and We've also talked about what can happen with aesthetic medicine not everybody is the same and not everybody is doing things in best practice. And right. I'm just going to leave it at that. Right. Um, but yes, if your gut isn't right, it's going to, your liver is going to be dirty because you have four organs of excretion. If you're not pulling the, the full clinical picture, getting the full window, you're not treating the patient as a whole. And you're, again, you're not doing the right thing. If your thyroid is underactive, it's going to negatively downregulate your sex hormones. Right. There's a lot going on there. Right. So let's get on to, what if someone wants to become a client of precision medicine? Like Good what's question. the first step here? So the first step would be you need to call up and you need to make a consultation. You'll sit with one of our professionals and go over why you want to become a patient, what may be going on with you, symptoms and stuff like that. From there, you'll be put in for the proper diagnostic testing. It might be through LabCorp. It might be through something else. It might be a combination of the two. When those results come back in, you have a follow-up consultation with one of the nurse practitioners. And at that time, the plan will be laid out and then you go forward with the plan. And most things are done at minimum of a 12-week, you know, three-month to six-month plan. 12 to 16-week program, program. You know, then, so the kind of the steps with that is... Or six-month. Okay. Six I mean, just depends. Um, but, you know, the consultation is not only with the registered dietitian, but it's also with a nurse um, um, depending on which route they're going, it right. could be with a dietitian. However, at some point they're going to be seeing the dietitian. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Not initially, but at, at some point you will yeah. be seeing the dietitian do work in the program. So, yes. um, and then after 
after that, we what do we do? We kind of lay out a game plan based yeah. on what that individual needs are. Yeah, it's going to depend on what we're trying to treat and how we have to triage it. So if they're a mold patient, it's going to be a six month protocol based on Dr. Campbell's protocol, which is amazing. And then, or if it's, um, say, if they want to do one of the new peptides that helps with insulin resistance, and it can help actually reverse it, they're going to need to go on a meal plan, they're going to need to, I mean, it's very strict, because we do not believe in cheating the program, right? Um, and then you would follow up in 60 or 90 days, depending on what the provider feels is necessary. Okay. So everything is based precisely on what we have to deal with for that patient's individuality. Just like when we were talking about with the signals, the blood glucose, you know, right. everything is on individuality. Right. And how often would someone get their blood work or retested? So it's just going to depend again. So if, if they're doing hormones or peptides, they'll get retested in 90 days. You might need to be retested every 90 days for a little while, then it could go out to six months. Um, we really don't like to go a year because a lot can change in a year. Right. So kind of rephrase that a little bit, test about every 60, 90 days until we get a good baseline and numbers are solid and they're consistent. And then yeah. we go to a six month protocol Correct. on blood work after that. Um, something else I know some places do and some places don't. We also do blood dumping um, for those on HRT. Um, so, yeah, I don't really. So, yes, we do if the patient needs it. However, we have found ways not to make people hemoconcentrated on right. testosterone. Right. So only our patients and yes. only if needed. Right. 100%. So um, anything you can else that you can think of that's that differentiates precision medicine from other facilities that we've been working with? Um, in, I mean, well, I don't really think a lot of places are actually doing what you would consider precision medicine, right? Um, because we're looking at the patient as a whole, we're doing, we're looking at genetics, we're looking at nutrition, we're looking at the bio individuality, and we're making a precise plan based on what the goal is and what needs to be reversed or needs to be prevented or needs to be treated. And then from there, it's forever evolving. So, you know, it might take a little bit of time. Women are a little bit harder than, than men to figure out sometimes, depending on where they are in their age and the journey with menopause and all of that. But we also, we are not just a testosterone shot place. We're not just a peptide place. We're going to do a little bit of everything to yield the best results and have the best and safest patient, out patient outcomes possible. Okay, good. Um, and I, I want to go over, I don't think a lot of people understand what peptides are. And right. so I don't know if you want to segue into that, but I think we should talk a little bit about peptides. So peptides are just what I would say is another tool in our toolbox of mm -hmm. things that we can use on clients that would benefit from them. You have different peptides. You have ones that focus on nootropic. You have ones that focus on insulin sensitivity. You have ones that focus on growth hormone, um, IGF-1. We have ones that focus on tear and repair. Um if you have like a, uh, gut issues, if you have ligament or tendon issues, then we can focus in on that stuff with peptides. Well, let's just also explain the science. A peptide is comprised of amino acids, which are Correct. tiny little proteins or little building blocks that are naturally occurring in the body in most cases. Correct. So it's something that's recognized by your body. And an analogy that you've always used that I really like is the differentiation between that and like PO or by mouth doxycycline. You know, when you take a systemic antibiotic, it systemically treats everything in the body. That's why a lot of people get gut dysbiosis or disruption of the gut microbiome when taking an antibiotic. When you're taking a peptide, it's able to kind of target where it needs to go and do its job. Correct. You know, so 
you know, look at IGF-1. IGF-1 has one job, and that is to create more IGF-1, which is the biggest growth factor in the body. Um, CJC or Cimarron is um, a secreted god for growth hormone. It, and, it, it directly targets the pituitary gland. And so what secreted gods do is they actually cause the pituitary gland to pulsate more growth of your own growth, where if you were to take growth hormone, it com completely would, shuts off. Would shut own. you down, correct. I mean, so you could literally do like a, an entire bottle. And you're not going to saturate the pituitary to the point of shutting down. Right. That, so that's, again, that's another big benefit of this stuff is not only like with the with the CJ and stuff and IGF-1, even BPC-157, which is for the gut and also for inflammation, you see the benefits of that. It actually, you see the benefits 30, 60 days more better, I should say, see more results after you stop. Because it continues doing the work even though you stop it. And yeah, and like even with CJC, because you're kind of resetting the pituitary, it's actually going to help heal. You know, it can help heal certain things like thyroiditis and stuff like that because it's helping decrease the inflammation in the thyroid and you're yielding a better result over time. You're reversing things that age us. Yeah. And, you know, when we go into the nootropic side, you talk about like dihexa. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, that was all, that was invented all the way back in 1932 by Russian scientists for Parkinson's, dementia and uh, Alzheimer's. And it literally heals the membrane of the brain to kind of re to reverse that process. It's great for a TBI. It's great for a lot of things. And, you know, we actually I want to talk a little bit more about nootropics at the next at one of our next ones and talk about how I've been able to completely cease Adderall and how we biohacked our house and how we biohacked right. our you know, and I've been on Adderall for 20 years and right. I've tried several times and I, it's just not something I wanted to be on. I'm not saying that it's for everybody, you know, everybody needs certain things, but for me, I think we were able to find something. And again, you know, when you talk with people, make sure that they're well adversed. Um, and when they're taught what they're talking about, you know, there's a popular one that was running around. It's still out there, still known for it, but Mont C, you know, is really known for weight loss. But also one thing that a lot of people don't understand about it is, it's really good for increasing bone density. So like if you mm -hmm. break, break a bone, you can use MOTC and even like progesterone to help thick, to increase in strength in your bones and estrogen, yeah. and estrogen faster when done right, done correctly. And that, that will get you back on the road to recovery even quicker. And I actually have a client that, you know, broke his leg and broke his ankle and was normally eight to 10 weeks before he'd even be in a soft cast and crutches. And he was actually squatting, 135 on week nine. You know what I think we should do? I think we should have a different episode for every peptide. And then I think we should also go into every hormone because what we've learned with progesterone and how right. it can help with, you know, just overall mood, you may you spark something with that. Like, I right. think that we, it's our duty to help educate people here. Right. All right. So if you want to become a client of precision medicine or precision um, you can reach out. You can give us a call at 314-786-5389. And our email is? It's, well, it's, I don't know the new one since the rebrand. Um, so why not this? We're going to put it in the comments because it's a lot to listen to because you might be driving. We'll put everything below in the description. Also, we are able to do telehealth in certain states. We are trying to grow that part of the practice. So I apologize now if you're in a state that we can't, but they're always around it. We'll just have to work through that with you. And you might be able to come to St. Louis to see us and meet us in person. But thank you for listening. It is a lot to digest. We have a lot more to talk about this topic. We appreciate you tuning in today and we wish you the best on your journey. Thank I'm, you for listening. I'm Jamie Spicer. And I'm Jennifer Spicer. Bye.